0: The following is a production of Dirty Mo' Media. All right, welcome in to Dirty Mo' Dough. I'm your host, Steve Letart. and as always, you can't have a podcast of just me talking, although I do think I could talk for 45 straight minutes uh, as I get eye rolls from both of my buddies (laughs) who have decided to join us. You can't have a podcast talking about gambling without having a gambler. So Joining us is my buddy from the golf course, a I'll say described lifelong gambler, which we will get in on multiple episodes, a transplant from the Northeast up in Ohio, came down here to North Carolina, fell in love with NASCAR. And now here he is on a podcast talking about NASCAR. It's the chopper. It's hard, What's up, I believe
1: I'm doing well. Everything's all Job, good. I'm
0: going to tell you, that's an impressive setup. I've seen you. I've zoomed with you a lot. It's usually in your office. Now we got to yeah. like, a, well, this is a uh,
1: big time here. You got to get, you
0: got to bring the A game, right? I'm telling you, golf sim behind it. And, and, and then the real truth is, is, I don't know how to say it other than I'm pretty well full of crap. So the only way you can test how accurate your crap is, is you have to have facts and figures. So for that, we bring in, and I say this, I'm actually afraid to say it like this, but I'm going to say it. The smartest guy I know when it comes to facts and figures, he's smiling. He's flexing with the Emmy over his shoulder chop. It's the professor. Boy, it's- What's up, professor? How about the sports Emmy? That's a new touch right there. Is that just kind of like to yeah. stretch a little bit and show no, that you, no, you know what you're a little doing? Bit, that's a little bit of a flex. How many do you have, Stevie? I don't have any. I okay. don't have any. I appreciate. I got the same it. as the same as Steve. Yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we will define each of us over time. And are there podcast perfect... awards? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. If so, we're going to make sure you're not listed because we don't want to put one next <laughs> to that sports Emmy. All right. So, listen, this is a show about gambling, specifically NASCAR gambling. We have a lot to cover because there's a lot going on. It's a great time of the season. We're a week away from Daytona, week and a half away. Um, but, Chop, you and I talked about this. While there's a lot to kind of unfold, I think the key needs to be kind of the who, what, where, and how of NASCAR gambling, right? For our casual listener, the whole point of this podcast um, is to educate about gambling, give you some great picks. Don't get me wrong. But before we give you some picks, we need to tell you how to do it, where to do it. Um, And that's really the idea. Chop, as a lifelong gambler, I loved your line. Give me the give me the line. Why is gambling more fun for the sport fan? Well, get you engaged,
1: right? It's a reason to watch, particularly when your team or your favorite isn't involved. So I had a hard time watching sports that my team wasn't involved. And and having a little something on it, or in some cases a lot of something on it, uh, made it a lot more interesting and a lot more and, fun. And to let's watch. be
0: true, he's a Browns fan, so he yeah, needed to find a reason to cheer on the other teams because you know that
1: yeah, I really started really gambling when the Browns moved and we didn't have the Browns when they went to Baltimore. And so that's when it all started, really started.
0: And I had nothing else age. to do.
1: I had no one to watch. So that's how I got into it. I blame the Browns.
0: Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's talk NASCAR gambling. Um, like I said, my buddy Chop moved south and he found this sport in NASCAR, figured out everybody around him was a NASCAR expert because they've seen it their entire life. Um, for the fan at home, I, I think gambling gets a bad rap, right? They, they It's played off in movies as the bookie who's going to break your knuckles if you don't pay, right? And it happens in some sleazy back alley. The truth is it's super mainstream. I mean, just this week, right? If you're out at waste management at the golf tournament, you can bet sitting at the 16th hole on what's going to happen on the 16th hole, right? So there's a ton of books, right? So sports books all around the country and the, the world set lines. They have gambling. If you want to know what sports book you should use for NASCAR, I actually suggest NASCAR.com. If you go to the site of the series itself, there's a whole bunch of sports books listed because they're partners, which tells me, if they're partnering with the series, Chop, they should have the best lines, right? Or the most options, perhaps, on how to yeah, bet. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, they're, they're getting more and more information every year, more and more betting options. When I first started in the NASCAR betting, there wasn't that many options, that many different wagers to pick from. And as we've gone along, they've gotten more and more depth, more and more matchups. And I think that just attributes to the data that they have and the ability to set
0: good lines. I'm ignoring the professor because you flexed with that Emmy. So I'm not going to ask you any questions for quite some time. I can't let your head grow any bigger uh, that perhaps it already is. We'll leave that up to the, the you know, the listener to decide. Uh, let's talk options. I think everybody understands you can bet on the winner, right? I mean, that's kind of an idea. No different than football or baseball. You can bet on who's going to win the race. You know, in NASCAR, there's at least 36 drivers in every race. Sometimes there's 40, like Daytona 500 will have 40. So it's it's. You're going to get a multiplier on your money. I think everybody understands two to one, three to one, five to one, right? Five to one is real simple. You bet a dollar, you win five. That's a great day in the life. But, Chop, I know you don't love winners. Talk about some of your favorite NASCAR bets. We'll kind of go through them all so you can bet who win. Who's going to win the race? A little bit like horse racing. What other bets line up where you think line up kind of like horses? You can bet top three.
1: Yep, top three, top five, top ten. So, top three.
0: If your guy finishes in the top three then the race, it pays the bills. Top five, same thing, top 10. It just have to be in the top 10 cars at rate, not segments, not this. It's race yep. finisher.
1: Yep, it's how they finish. That's all that matters. Which then you go, he, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, no, no, go ahead, because I know you're getting ready to go down this really dark alley of degeneracy, <laughs> and I'm going to really appreciate it. So go ahead. Those well, are the simple ones, and Russell seems like he's following along. All right, now get your pen and paper out, Russell, because now we're going to cannonball into the real value.
1: Well, see, one of the things you realize is that picking the winner in a NASCAR race is very difficult, obviously. There's a lot that can go on up to the last lap, it can be crashed out to no fault of your own, your own guy or your own the guy you picked. And what's nice is they made it a little easier by segmenting the different betting options where they have what they call group bets, where they'll take four drivers of about the same level, um, top tier, middle tier, bottom tier, and you only have to select the winner out of those four. So you end up getting nice odds that you're only having to decide if Hamlin beats Larson, you know, Elliot and Logano. And then you get odds based on that. Now you don't get the big 12 to 1 or 8 to 1, but you might get, you know, plus 240. Do you want to explain what that is, Stevie? The yeah, so plus, plus 240.
0: Side? So let's talk odds for a minute. All right, Russ, you dug your homework. Last year, who's the biggest long shot to win in NASCAR? Uh, Chris Busher. Chris Busher, night race at Bristol. And what'd you say his closing odds were? Like 90? Like 90 to 1. All right, so wow. real simple, ninety to one. I think the fan can understand. So if you're a crystal ball, if you're a magic eight ball, maybe you're just a Chris Buescher fan. And if you are, congratulations. <laughs> you bet a dollar, you win ninety. I mean, that's ninety times your return. That's that's a pretty impressive pick. Give me what a good favorite's going to be, Russ. Like, what's a favorite we see? We'll say Denny Hamlin going to Martinsville, right? What is he going to be like, five to one ish? Yeah, four, five, six to one. All right, so the favorite in that race is four times your money or five times your money. Uh, And the reason we say five times your money and we don't use numbers is, listen, gambling is about fun. It doesn't matter if you can bet a dollar or a hundred, whatever makes your entertainment. That's the other thing that gambling gets a bad rap, right? We see all these superstars flying around on their jets with like bands and bands of money sitting all around. It does not matter. Bet a dollar. I can assure you if you have a dollar invested, you're going to be more interested. I have cheered on. Some crazy darts guy in England because he was going to make me a dollar. I can assure you for a story for another day. Uh, don't even get me started in COVID. What was it in COVID chop? We were on Korean baseball. Korean baseball. That was big. Was, yeah, man. The Bears, the uh, trying to remember all the teams we were on. What it was it, We had to do something. Back to the NASCAR. The biggest long shot, 90 to one. Right. So that's how your race wins. If you you get the whole top three, you're not going to get, you know, your odds are going to be less, right? Your 90 to one might turn into 20 to one. Top five might be 10 to one. Top 10 might be even money. So we talk odds, even money, you bet a dollar, you win a dollar, right? That's how basically how it works, right? You get your dollar back that you bet plus an extra dollar. So if you're going to make a $1 bet, you're going to give the sports book a dollar. He's going to get you a receipt. It's going to say, man, or let's be honest on your phone. You got to do it on an app. You're going to download a credit card or put some money in there. You can put 50 bucks in there. You got to bet a dollar. It's going to take a dollar out of your account. And if you win, it's going to put your dollar plus a dollar back in. So CHOP was back to odds at plus 240. So the yep. best way to think of this is they're kind of done off a $100 bet. So if you bet $100, you would win your 100 back plus an additional $240. So it's really just a multiplier. Why they make it so complicated, I don't know. Uh, well, because it's not complicated to chop and I who's been looking at odds yeah. our whole life. We'll talk but, about the other but, side of that.
1: So when uh, favorites, if you're going to Okay, yeah, there
0: you go. So plus you can understand. But when you get into to matchups, and we've even seen in race wins, when Kyle Busch was running Xfinity, he was such a heavy favorite. He would literally be minus 150. That means you would have to bet $150 to the sports book. And if he won, they would give you your 150 back and then only give you 100. They wouldn't even give you even money. They would give you less. You had to bet more money than than you know what you were going to win. For instance, you would get your money back plus your winnings. Your winnings would be less than the total risk. That's yeah, the way to put it, right? That's John. how.
1: Yeah, and that's the way the books make the matchups even, right? So, in other sports like football, there are lines, right, where a team might get three points, and then then it, then essentially you're betting if one team's getting three points. And the other team's playing even. Whoever wins that game, including that three points, would be the winner. You don't have the plus. There are money lines for football, too. But in in the basics, the idea is this is how NASCAR uh, betting evens out the players. If you have a Denny Hamlin versus somebody else, uh, Ricky Stenhouse, let's say, where Denny is in most races probably going to be the favorite. So he's going to generally be minus money. And then Ricky on the other side of that matchup bet would be plus money. So that's the way that they balance those two drivers out at the beginning of the race. And the the difference between the two is what they call the juice. And that's how the sportsbooks makes their money. So if Steve and I... That's that's an
0: interesting fact, right, Job? Like the simple fact is like, let's take Super Bowl. In the end, whatever the line is, they're both going to be like minus 110. This is going to blow everyone's mind. The sportsbook doesn't care who wins. They want want millions and millions of dollars bet. And they want it bet even on both teams. And they're going to basically just pay out what they took in minus this juice, minus this, this profit, this minus 110. 10% is going to go in their pocket just for booking yep. the game. That's where they make all their money. Um, and let me that's tell a, you, the sports book make the money. They, don't, they that, don't mess around. They win a lot of bets. That's why they move the line,
1: right? So the line might start at three. And then as it gets closer to the game, things happen. Or the money really determines that more people are on one side than the other. They'll adjust the line so that uh, more people will start betting on the the other side because they'd like it
0: even. And that's so similar. Listen, this in the- is a lot. Don't let it confuse you. If you're a casual gambler, we're going to make it simple. If you're a hardcore gambler, don't worry. We're going to get to some picks because I know you don't care about all the stuff we just talked about. You knew the line, you knew the books, you just want the picks. If you're a new gambler, we're trying to make you a little bit more comfortable. Um, so we talk top fives, top tens. You talk groups, which they'll group mm-hmm. four drivers together. I have seen best manufacturer. Yeah, so say you're a Toyota one. guy. You love Toyotas, right? And you think Bubba Wallace is your man. He's going to run all the Toyotas. You can bet on just him. Um, I'm trying to think of the other crazy prop bets we've seen. Matchups are pretty popular. Matchups yeah. are great for the fan to understand because that's just a head-to-head of two drivers. So that really yeah. is cool if you hate a driver. Like, forget yeah. your favorite driver. I think it's the other side, man. If you think <laughs> Kyle Busch is a no-good whatever, you can bet against him, probably with three or four other drivers. Look at, look at Russell, smile and laugh. Um, and now Russell's going to have the data. And he's going to let us know. Hey, Russell, what do you got for, to, to, to go back to the manufacturers quick, right? So if you're a Chevy guy,
1: what's, uh, there are certain tracks probably Chevy's better at, right? And you can play oh, yeah. The yeah. Data.
0: And, and then some that, that they're not as good at. So like the, the trends, we can look at those trends all, all, all throughout the year. And, that, and those trends are, are trends for a reason. The trends, we're going to talk about trends. And and you know, look at stat. And so so listen, why do we think we could pick NASCAR better than the average person? Let's dig into it. It's real simple. Because my man Chopper knows gambling, my man the professor has every stat and figure known to man. And then simply enough, I've been in it for 30 years. So I'm gonna tell you what stat I think matters the most. And we're gonna put our own little spin to it because you can, you know, it isn't the old NASCAR. Just because the tracks are one mile in length doesn't mean they're all the same. Just because they're all a mile and a half of length doesn't mean they're all the same. So we're gonna continue. To basically move, um, you know, we're going to continue to analyze the data differently as we go. So we're going to have a lot of opportunities um, to, to dig into the different bets and how they work. Let's talk bets. The season's not here yet, but there's, you can bet on season-long results, right? So a fun bet, and I think the easiest one to understand, is driver win total. Uh, so we could jump right in. Let's use the champ. So the champ, Russell, last year, Joey Logano. Yep. How, many, how many races did he win? He won four times last year. (laughs) Surprise. Okay. How about in his career? How many career wins for Joe Logano? Um, Let me there. He hates it when he's not every prep Russell, which is uh, that's why I ask him chop all these different questions. Cause I know what he has and what he doesn't have. And I try to throw him something. He doesn't know. What's amazing is how fast he gets it. 31. All right. I know you want to keep talking. I can see it's coming off the top well, of your head Unless you want to give tell me what me? your line is for over under for the year. Where do you think it is? If you won four last year. You could be an odds maker. It's probably going to be three and a half or two and a half. That's that's why Russell is. Who that's listen, the professor's a genius, and here's why. Because the line is three and a half. So let's take a minute. This is as simple as it comes. You're gonna bet on Joey Logano in the 2023 NASCAR season. Does he win over or under three and a half? It's a half because you can't win a half a race, so there's no ties. So under would be three wins or less. Over would be four wins or more. That's the over under, right, Chop, keeping it simple. Yep. Yep. There is some line action though. The books think that under is the favorite. So if you believe he's gonna win three or less, you have to bet 130 to win 100. So you bet 130, if you cash, they give you 130 back and they give you $100 in profit. If you believe he's going to win four or more, the over is even money, which means for every dollar you bet, you get your dollar back plus a dollar in profit. That's what even money is. Russell, we had 19 winners, and he still won four. Ford came out slow. Is that fair? Ford came out slow. That's fine, but, but the reason the books have it, the under is the favorite. This, last year, the only time he won more than four races or four or more races in the last seven years. So, like, 2015 was the last time he won. So he um, has done it before, but not until 2015. Yeah. 14 and 15, he won five and six races. That's the only other time.
1: Did you so count the I'm, Clash win in that?
0: That doesn't no, It doesn't count. I double-checked that when I looked at these lines. These are points wins. So this would not count the Clash, would not count the duels in Daytona, and would not count the All-Star race. This would count... The dirt race now, that's a points race at Bristol. Um, and street race in Chicago is a point. You know, all the points races. Uh, I won't lie. I'm bullish on the under, and here's why. I think the under across the board, because I think that the new car was a big question mark last year. And it threw a lot of people for a loop. But I just don't see the depth of the field every year. It gets tougher and tougher and tougher. So I'm not saying he can't win four races. I'm just going to say that that I think to win four races, it's, you know, it would be an exception. It would be a championship level season, um, which I'm not saying he can't do again. But I just I think the books have it right. I think under is the more favorite of the bet. That's why you have to pay the juice. Listen, let's talk about Wall Rider himself, Mr. Action. Made my job so easy in the booth because I just sat back and had a camera following the man, Ross Chastain. His lines one and a half over a heavy favorite, so everybody thinks he's going to win two or more races. Last year he popped onto the scene with his first win. It was at Coda. Yeah. Don't let me lie now. Coda? Coda. And then he came back and won. Talladega. Yep. Two wins was it. That was it. Most famously known for the wall ride at Martinsville. I wish that would have been a prop bet. Nobody would have had it. The line would have been a million (laughs) to one. We were in the booth. My eyes, I I was like, I don't know what I just saw. I think I saw a video game. It was crazy.
1: I think it's funny in the booth you said about three laps or maybe five laps before we don't care about Chastain, but
0: stick on Hamlin. Oh yeah. Yeah. So let, let <laughs> me tell you the truth. So choppers in the back of the booth, right? He's up, drives up to Martinsville. It's close. He's in the back of the booth, kind of hanging out. And so he can hear what I don't tell the people at home. So chop, tell, like how much am I talking to the truck? Right? So I have a little button and I can talk to the producer director and I probably have what 80, 20. Yeah, at least. Yep. You so don't, I tell yeah, the you don't truck. shut up. I'm like, I know that's hard to believe, but I tell the truck, that's why we play golf. Chop has to ride with me. He's the only guy that can put up with it. So, but I hit the button. and I'm like, man, we don't care about Chastain. Don't worry about Chastain. He's out of this thing. Good thing. They didn't listen to me. And they had a camera on him because we would have missed yeah. the move of the year.
1: Well, um, what's funny is I'm, I'm sitting behind you guys and I'm sitting, you're calling at the end of the race. You're looking at the start finish. And I see Russell on the other side. Look at this. And he, he's the one that noticed the, And everybody's heads jerked to the left and watch that crazy move it was it was great to watch from the behind the seats
0: so- yeah the professor lives in the booth with us um he actually gives us stats and facts on tv as well uh we'll never give him that credit on tv so you're gonna have to listen here if you want to believe it all right so Chastain back to the bet one and a half um if you believe he's going to have less of a year it's plus money you bet 100 you can win 115 so you get a little bit of action on your money um come on russ two wins first year does he come back with two I, that's a tough one. I, I think if he gets that his contract situation sorted out, he's over. So oh, that wait. wait, that wait, 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 wait. Year, so you're telling I, me there's a potential contract discussion going on. Correct. We saw that affect Kyle Bush last year. Exactly. Yeah. So if he gets that out of the way early in the year, then I think, I think you take the over. All right. All right. Uh, I'll be honest. I think it's one of the hardest ones. I just, I'm going to tell you honest truth. I think it's an over, but I'm not paying minus 155. This is where Chop and I, we're going to talk a lot about value, right? So I do think there's a pretty good chance Ross is going to win two races. But you're telling me I'm going to have to risk another 50% or 55% on my money? Man, listen, NASCAR's too I, I don't love it that much. So let's just keep rolling through then. Bell, much the same. One and a half over under. Over's the heavy favorite. Do we like Bell to win more than one and a half, more than one race, basically? We need two races for the over to cash. He went on that streak last year. Like, who's that, Christopher Bell? It was impressive. Yeah, he won three times last year. Um, I I would say the the thing I like about him is his crew chief, Adam Stevens. Um, He's won at least two races um, six of the last eight years. Boom. That is why the professor is on the pod right there. Yeah. second level, going to the crew chief. I'm going to add that I think Kyle Busch's removal from Joe Gibbs Racing elevates the rest of them. And that's not a knock on Kyle. I think Kyle is an amazing talent, but I think that, you, you know, he's a bit of a, uh, a vacuum as he should be. Right. He's such a talent. that so much effort. Like, you know, he takes a lot of the attention from the whole organization. And I think Ty, while he's, you know, still young in his career, I don't know if they're listing him as a rookie or not. Cause he filled in last year, a bunch of times, you know, he's just going to learn what the cup series is all about. So I believe that, that, I believe Christopher Bell, what we saw last year is the new Christopher Bell. I think it's multiple wins a year championship contender, or at least deep into the playoffs. So I really love the over. I do have an issue with the 40% juice, Um, but you know, chop it your money. I guess when I bet with your money, it's a whole lot better off. Yeah. Um, So you do whatever you want with your money. Yeah. Um, All right. How about the most popular driver in NASCAR chase Elliott three and a half. Why does that line seem high to me, Russell? It's not high. I so you're I'd telling me later. he outperforms how my brain is thinking. Well, he's won five races two of the last three years. I don't, it's, and he won, he won three races, three races, and two races his other season. So, so you think the line's spectacular? I think it's spectacular. I, me personally, I, and that's up to you. If you're a fan and, and you want to root for him, that's, that's why you I think,
1: you know, one of the things does that line affected by the fan, right? So, a lot of teams, the home team, the favorite team, Typically, because they get more action, because more people like them. You think that drives this in
0: NASCAR lines as well? Interesting, because what you're saying, just the popularity alone, people are going to bet for him to do well. That's right. probably fair. Um, they have the over as the favorite. Yeah, you know, I How think much? It's, we're going to say this a lot this year. It's minus one thirty chop. You're spending thirty percent to get there. Doesn't scare you off, does mm-hmm. it? No, but I wouldn't bet on Chase. Huh? It's not my nope. guy. Not <laughs> your guy. We're getting to your guy. We got uh, Larson next at three and a half. Same exact odds as Chase. Minus 130, even money for over. Um, I don't know even what to make of Larson. A couple of years ago, we had this, I mean, historic year. Um, Seems to like other not, racing better or, or equal. Well, and, and I just think that, I don't know. I just think that last year, it's hard to handicap. Like the car was a big, I don't know. Was this car as good as it was the year before? Like I, it's just really hard to say. Listen, When you have 19 winners, they have to come from somewhere. Right. He still you're won three gonna... times last year, though. But that would pay the under then. Three times would pay the under. Yeah, but 10, ten the year before. So yeah. All right. I'm avoiding Larson as well. Yeah. Here's Chop's guy. Yeah. Here's Chop's guy right here. James Dennis Hamlin. Over under two and a half. Means he needs to win three wins. This the is a book. His year. Okay, well, hold on, Chop. Then the, oh boy, Chopper's yeah, eyes I'm, are gonna come on. It. Under is the heavy favorite. They believe two wins or less at minus 155. Huge juice the other way. So yep. Chop, he's going to get plus 115 on his money. You need three wins. Are you on it already, Chop? All right. Can we put this on the Chopper bet slip? Yep, absolutely. Write it down. Chopper bet slip. Season he had so he many opportunities over.
1: last year that got taken away. Pocono. That's his fault or their fault. But he's there every week, just about. I don't know. That's a little bit of a homework pick. I get it. I'm a fan, too.
0: <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. It's, you can be a fan. Um, I don't know how to, I, I actually think to your point, I think that the odds would say if I, you know, what, what am I suggesting to the fan at home? I suggest a Hamlin over at plus money. Um, I think he could just as easily win three. Give me some stats Russ, to tell me I know what I'm talking about. Well, he won two each of the last two years, but the like the prior two years before that, he was six and seven wins. So it's so even on his down years, it was two wins. It's two and a line's two and a half, right? So he just needs yeah. to pop an extra win here or there. Yeah. I can't think of a track he can't win. Like that's a better way to look at it. Name a track he cannot win at. He's won at every style, right? Maybe Bristol Dirt. Okay, there you go. Maybe Bristol Dirt. What's his stats, right? He's won at Super Speedways. At every track. There you go. Every type of track. Every type of track. So I think of my sheet here, I think I think Chop is on with the one that I would suggest is the best line. We got Blaney over one and a half. Over is a heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. I feel like last year was the anomaly. He ran well enough to win four. I know he didn't, but... And the over is the heavy favorite. I definitely wouldn't bet the under. It wouldn't shock me that Blaney wins two races. Uh, so I'm avoiding that one. Here's the one that I don't know. Tyler Reddick. I mean, the line's one and a half. I mean, shh. Russell,
1: one three eyebrows
0: moving, three, three times, times at RCR, yep. going to twenty three eleven. Is it? I am going as the analyst. I'm going to say that's equal or better equipment. So, so, so here's where I struggle with this one. So, two of those wins were on a road course, right? Last year, so Toyota, Toyota struggled on road courses in 2022. They that only let how many laps? Do you think they led? Oh, I, if any. 23 laps. Yeah, 23 not many. For Toyota. So that's and why that I That was think- probably in pit cycles. That probably wasn't even like really leading. Yeah, so I think that's where we... That's where the caution comes in on him with having all those road course wins. And when we look at um, how many road... But how can, can they possibly be down for a second year? Everybody has the same car. There's no way Toyota is going to allow their guys to be bad again at the road courses.
1: How much does the manufacturer change for the drivers? Is it, is that a factor to figure That's into this? That's a good question. From one another? So
0: I do think the engine's going to feel a little different. You know, when you use your right foot, I'm sure the power curves aren't going to be exactly the same. I actually think the biggest shift to manufacturer is just the who's not the what's right. Like, like it's not the engine. It's not the body. It's not the arrow. It's the, you know, Tyler Reddick at RCR. He knew Bob, Bill Smith, whatever their names are, the key people at Chevrolet that, you know, he knew who to pick up the phone and talk to when he had an issue Everybody was comfortable. Everybody seemed normal. I know it sounds silly because everybody at Toyota and at 2311 is going to be all in on helping him. But just like everybody out there listening has switched their job, right? Well, it takes you a little bit of time to figure out where everybody goes to lunch and what time you go get coffee and who's, you know, who does what in the office. I mean, it's the same idea, right? He's learning, you know, just because they have some fancy title doesn't mean that he knows exactly who to go to at Toyota with his concerns to be fixed. So I think there is some transition there. What about
1: the pit crews? You know, because, Seemed like twenty three eleven last year had a lot of trouble. Well, so Russell, pitch, uh, so you know,
0: I think they took it in chop. It's, a, it's all in house right? now. So the question really then chop turns into: Do they have a learning curve, or do they instantly improve? You know, their storylines and all the articles I've read has been: We're taking it in house because we want more control of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that will instantly improve the pit crews, but I think they then can put more focus on it if they aren't as good as they need to be. They're, they're not new pit crews. They're they're. People that have been could, so let's back up. Let's back up. It, they used Joe Gibbs coached and basically managed pit crews. They they paid Joe Gibbs Racing. Somebody did, and Joe Gibbs Racing provided pit crews. What's happening now, according to the article, is they're going to still train at Joe Gibbs Racing because they have the facility. But that the players and the coaching and the direction and the you know the mantra are you going to be a defensive team or an offensive team, right? That will now be controlled by 2311 instead of assigned pit crews by Joe Gibbs. That sounds like it's in the minutiae, but it could be a big difference, right? Because if Joe Gibbs racing approach is go as fast as you can go all the time, we can accept the mistakes. But 2311 says, no, we'd rather have 90% speed and no mistake. You know, what execution are you looking for? Um, so that'll be an interesting one for Redick. And we're going to see it all along, all really all year long. All right. So of all the virtual of all the futures, which is basically what you talk about when you talk about the end of the season results, I think the one that stands out the best is, and I hate to agree with chop, but I like, I think choppers on the one. I think the Hamlin over is the best bet. We haven't talked championships.
1: Oh, go ahead. Real quick. What about Kyle Busch? I mean, I thought that was an interesting one. When we talked about it the other day. Where's um, his I didn't over, find an
0: updated line. I think he ended up at the two and a half line by Hamlin, but we can't quote it. I'd have to search it out. Okay. Um, I had the line, but I don't have it in front of me. But I think that's what it ended up being. Is I think he ended up being um, like two and a half, I think, was the line. I guess the question is, what's Kyle Busch going to do? Well, let's talk. We just saw him out at the Coliseum. He looked feisty. He looked yeah. fired up. I've said it. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch has got super, super talent. Um, and what, I, we, won three times in that car last year, right? And that's going to have Kyle fired up, right? Because yeah. you're going to be compared to the guy that was just in it. So I think, I think if you can find the two-and-a-half line, I would take the over because I think Kyle Butch is a three-winner, three-race wins last year for Richard Childress. Um, professor, do you think I'm crazy? I know last year was a down year, only the dirt, and it was a little gift wrap. Yeah, I, he hasn't had more than two wins since 19. So I- so you're telling me that – okay, hold on. This is, where, this is where I hate facts. Why do we invite the facts guy? So you're telling me that facts say it ain't happening. Correct. But, but that's this is a whole big change, you know, like everything's new. Like, I, I think you have to take that into account. Well, so let's talk as we move forward then. We haven't talked championship, you can bet on that. I'm of the opinion there's no reason that line stays open all year long. The only reason you should take a championship odds right now is if you're taking somebody that in theory would be off the radar.
1: So if you're last thinking year it's lost.
0: Larson. Yeah. Like a Ross. Like, so if you think this year, pick a driver who's on that outskirts, that would be a surprise. Ryan Priest, professor. There you go. Ryan Priest. If you think he can make the playoffs, um, Christopher Bell's probably a little heavy on the favorites. How about trying to find that another like like, Briscoe. guy? Yeah, there you go. Like Briscoe. He kind of tiptoed in, right? So if you think this is Briscoe's year, then I would take him early. Because once he wins the race and makes the playoffs, his odds, the multiplier on your money are going to go down, you know, because the, the sports books are going to see that as a risk. So he's 30 to one right now. So how much will he move? Oh, uh, Win a race. He's going to be down in the teens. 12 to one yep. instantly overnight uh, because they, they, they know he's in the playoffs. Remember, he's 30 to one right now, but you don't even know he's going to make the playoffs. As soon as he qualifies for the playoffs with a win. Um, boom. I mean, he's going to cut chop. You think I'm close oh, I mean, no, to him? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a, it's yeah. going to be a huge versus like a Larson. Who's like, I think he's, you could shop the books. But he's like a five or six to one. They know they, they know they are betting. Like they know he's going to make the playoffs. So when he wins a race, I don't think it's going to move much. It's five to six to one. Still, they've kind of already squeezed it down. What were the
1: odds of the, at the championship for last year? I mean, it was.
0: Oh, like the longest odds was like three to one. Once the four drivers were, uh, were announced. And I actually think Lagano had the longest odds.
1: That's where you want to. If you're Kyle, if you think Kyle Larson's going to win and he's at five to one now, you just wait, because yep. if he doesn't have a great year, you know it might go up. If he has the year that we expect him to have, then it's you know can go down, but not much. So you might right. as well wait and see how it plays out a little bit.
0: So that's why we're not talking championship odds because you could bet them at any time. We're also not talking Daytona 500 because if you want to listen to the Daytona 500 podcast, that's going to be next week as we get a little bit closer. The other thing we're going to talk about, and we're going to keep talking about all year long, is these are our midweek predictions, right? This is a midweek podcast. Most races have just a little bit of short practice and a little bit of qualifying, uh, but you know, through the weekend, you know, Chopper is going to, Chopper is going to reserve the right to change his bet slip. So at the end of each podcast, we're going to ask Chopper for his bet slip. He's going to have some hammer bets, which are I'm taking right here, in the middle of the week, right? Chopper, you love yep. those but yep. then he's going to have some leans because you're telling me you, which is you telling the fan that on Thursday, you're not willing to put that. you like this guy. Yep. And I might put you on the spot chop, and say, what are you looking for? What, what's going to make you lean one way or the other on a Saturday? We're going to teach you that as the season goes. Um, because really
1: you don't make your, I mean, in most cases I don't make my final bets until, you know, half hour before the race. I mean, you, there's so many things that, you know, they don't don't pass inspection, go to the
0: back. So happening. when you say your bets, you just shop books, you sign up yeah. for those books, you just shop around there's, and try to there's get the a best lot odds. Of, there's
1: a lot of places to go to get it. And you can get, depending on the type of bet, you can get a, a wide variance in odds, right? So if you want to pick winners,
0: you can get, you know, you can get one or two points difference from one book to another. So one or two points. So if it's 10 to one in one book, you might find it somewhere else at 12 to one which is two more times your money. If you're going to take the bet anyway, you're going to want the most multiplier.
1: Yeah, you find that NASCAR odds are, there's a lot more variance because there's not as much action as, say, football.
0: But that's why I think this is so important because the NASCAR fan has the chance to jump in. Like, if you're betting football, this has been done for decades. And I'm going to tell you how many 43-point games have ended at 42 or 44. Like, these bookmakers are so good on these big, big games. And I think NASCAR is still new enough that, like, don't get me wrong, they're not making it up. Their lines are pretty good. But we have the professor who has every piece of data and every stat possible, uh, and we're going to sift through every piece uh, of, of historical facts and try to analyze them to, to try to... We're trying to find two things. Who's going to run good, who's going to run bad is the first thing. But the second thing is, where have the books messed up? Like, my point is, what matchup do we pick and if I'm going to make this up, if it's Blaney against Logano and you know the professor says, oh, it's Blaney, every stat says it's Blaney, but somehow he's the long shot, that's a bad line. We call that a bad line, right? That's a line that we think favors the better. So that's where my man Chop's going to hop up and, and
1: move. There's certainly no guarantee in any of this, but you have a better percentage chance of finding value or winning a bet that has longer
0: odds that makes it worth the risk, right? So next week, Daytona 500. We're going to talk about that. We've talked about the season. Listen, guys, I know we're racing experts, or I'm going to claim to be a racing expert, but it's Super Bowl. We're not going to. We're not going to. Oh, boy. Is that an Eagles ah. t shirt? Please tell me that's an Eagles T-shirt in the V-neck right there. I see. Oh, you got it. That's oh, it OD is. It is. it is. It is. Oh, do you have the fight song? Russell, you going to sing it to us? <laughs> not, not, I'll spare you this week. You know the reason Maybe I know the fight to- song? Because guess what Super Bowl I went to? Minnesota. I had to hear those guys <laughs> sing all the way back to the Hogan, And I had their their woo, they had their had hands going. And, oh, my goodness. I got queasy. I had to drink myself to sleep that night after listening to all those obnoxious Eagles fans. So they r- did they win? Huh?
1: They won?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Funny. The professor's <laughs> going to the Super Bowl. Um, he promised his wife they were going to go. And then he tried to cheap out of it. And then I squeezed on him and I said, professor, you can't tell her no now. So he's committed. He's going. Uh, I got some facts and figures for you, though, guys. Check this out. A friend of mine sent me this article. I didn't do my own research. 50 million people will bet on the Super Bowl. 50 million. Wow. Right, what do they say? It's like 350 million people in the country. 50 million is going to bet on the Super Bowl. They're going to bet 16 buh, 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 billion dollars. That's like 320 bucks average. And somebody's betting way more. So I say that for a couple of reasons before we get into the picks. Never feel like you have to bet enough to show somebody something. A $1 bet's a bet. It's still fun. Cheer it on. The second part is if you thought about getting into gambling, this is the week to find your sports book Because um, you know how like new car deals come at the end of the month because they're trying to move inventory? Well, let me tell you right now, books are trying to get sign signups on Super Bowl week. So I've scoured the internet, and I see deals for deals for deals. So Chop, let's explain the fan when they see, and I'm not going to call books by name, but there's many out there, $100 match, $500 match, $1,000 match. So I read it as you open an account, you put $100 bucks in, they match it with $100. Now, you just can't remove that money. You have to gamble the free $100 they have given you, but they have literally given you a free $100 credit. Is, is that accurate? That's right.
1: That's how it works. It's a great way to but get just started. like
0: shopping for odds you is it fair you would suggest to any listener because I would that if you're thinking about getting in a betting first of all I suggest if you love NASCAR go to nascar.com and make sure they have a partnership with NASCAR because then you know you're gonna get NASCAR bets down this down the line. They might even have some Daytona 500 bets up now. If they do then it's definitely a book you're gonna love. But find the one that gives you the best deal the best match get as much free money as you can get
1: yeah you only get them once right you get it the first time <laughs>
0: All right, so Super Bowl. I don't even know why we're going to ask a professor. Professor, please tell me you. Got, I know you don't wager, but please tell me you're going to put a little bet on the Eagles. Um, well, I have I have two two philosophies on that. You can you can bet your favorite team, or then you can bet the other team, and then if they win, then you win. Then you're happy both ways because your team won, and then you won. Or, or you lost money, you don't care about it. Or your team lost, but you lost, but you won money. You like that? That philosophy. I'm not a better, obviously. So serious disappointment from the man <laughs> from Akron, Ohio. Yeah, nothing. You're just gonna let him off the hook with that <laughs> awful theory, that
1: was strategy.
0: <laughs> That's a great strategy. All right. Um, so let's, let's talk about some fun bets. I mean, pick your team, bet on your team. That's. I'm not gonna pretend to make a pick. Um, what do we like? I have a you? hammer
1: bed, by the way, on this.
0: Oh, oh, oh. sound the alarm. So, all right. For the listener, there's only episode one. What is the hammer? The hammer is we are on multiple text threads and the hammer can be anything. It could be a half line because Duke is down. It could be Alabama football has come out slow. But when you see that hammer emoji, that means go to your app and jump on it because one of the degenerates have determined that this is a absolute must be a part of. So I'm right here. I'm I'm loading my app right now. What is the hammer bet for the Super Bowl? I'm ready. Pens out.
1: This is the length of time of the national anthem singing. Chris Stapleton. You Chris going. Stapleton.
0: You're hammering the over or the under. Over. 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 over, over.
1: Yep. He oh. sung it three times. I... Three times. Oh, oh, oh over.
0: we got stats. Hold on. Three times. <laughs> What's the line? Holy smokes, chop! Give me a time of day. I don't know so what so is the line. Th- Okay. It's All you want even to know money, degenerate? This is degenerate. The man did not stutter. He's betting on how long. How do they go? Like first note to last note? Like I was oh, yeah, from when he this.
1: starts to when he finishes. It's a big deal. It's almost as Come much on, as Russell. Can us. you find us a line?
0: Can you get on, yeah, it's can you like, get on the Google? Uh, 121, uh, 121 uh, and a half seconds. So it's just over two minutes.
1: Yeah, like 202, I think, is what I saw.
0: So, so now the, the average is, is one minute and 55 seconds. Hold on, hold on. I got I got the, the producers staring at me like I did something wrong. Oh, Oh, you know what? Don't laugh. The producer just jumped in here and said, read your notes. I put the line of the National Anthem on your paper. <laughs> it's on the back side. You thought I was going to flip it over? I'm not a good student. Cut me some slack over here. All right. My man right here says, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa!" he has more added. Here you go, Chop, about shopping your books. He has yeah. it 121 and a half, but he says to shop it because oh. he has found the line all the way down to 119. So that's a two and a half more. So if you love the over, yep. you could get down to one nineteen. That's buying you two and a half seconds.
1: Yeah, love it. I am in need it. He's gonna go for I'm in. Two fifteen,
0: I'm guessing. All right. So Professor, are you recording these bets? Because we're gonna, be low we're gonna and check slow. the bet slip. Low and slow <laughs> strumming that guitar. I like it. All He's right. Country guy. Seven out of ten country singers have been over. I don't even know what to look at the professor. (laughs) You better sharpen those NASCAR stats because this is a you're trying to see where the degenerates go in. All right. So the over hammer on the national anthem. Yep. All right. Well, I got another one for you then. I'm not saying it's a hammer, but I think this is what I like. Opening kickoff touchback. So there's a few little storylines that go in this. Normally, kickers kick off with a kicking ball. The Super Bowl is kicked off of the stock football that goes to Canton. Isn't that where the Hall of Fame is? That's where canton. I'm from. Canton. There you canton. So the Super Bowl and now now, Professor, please Google this because these are unsecured facts by me doing my homework on the internet. But I believe that the ball is a standard NFL production ball that cannot be worked. I'm using my air quotes, worked by the kicker because they do this crazy crap to the ball to make it kick better. That's why when you watch a football game, when they go to kick a field goal, they bring a different ball in, right? There's a kicking ball. The Super Bowl does not kick off with a kicking ball. It kicks off with a standard football because it goes to, goes to it has its insignia, blah, 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 goes to can. And the reason I like this bet is because I'm on the line where I'm getting the best money. So will it be a touchback? The favorite is minus 170. Yes. I believe it's not a touchback. I believe they're gonna kick it just a little short. I think the guy's gonna to want to run it out. So I'm gonna take the no on the touchback at plus one third. It's not a like hammer that. bet. It's not a hammer bet, but but if you're, right if you're, after I right after I ran my stopwatch at Chris Stapleton, I'm gonna be cheering on <laughs> does the guy run it out of the end zone? I mean, we can go I, we can, we Super can Bowl call Sunday. Day that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. At all actually, and then Tails never fails. I'm, I'm going to bet the tails out of principle because my son's in college and all the kids are the frats and tails never fails. So he called me and he said, dad, if you don't bet tails, they're not going to talk to you anymore. So I got to put five bucks on tails just so my son doesn't disown me. There you go. <laughs> anything, Russ? Did you find anything about the... Uh, uh... I have not found it, but... Look it. All right. You're going to report in. If you're listening, check my social media. The professor's going to check it out. I'll tweet out the results and the articles we find uh, later in the weekend. All right, so we had all the props. How about some game stuff? Any game action? You love any game action? You're the you're the Eagles fan, Russell. Give me something about the Eagles that I don't know. Something I need to know, Professor. Well, the, the Chiefs have given up the second most touchdowns to wide receivers this year, and I'd say that Philly's got some of the best wide receivers out there. All right, anything else on Super Bowl? Professor, what about the Gatorade. What about Gatorade? I love I love that one. Oh, it's Philly. It's probably gonna be green, right? Got to be yellow green, right? It was orange yellow school. green for the NFC Championship, but it was blue three of the last four years. Hmm. But orange whoa, 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 was the Chiefs' one. So, but here's a problem I have: like, is it blue or is it purple? You think that's going to be well defined enough when it gets spilled? Somebody will know. <laughs> Producer Travis is shaking his head like, "Are you an idiot?" Absolutely, blue and purple <laughs> are nothing, nothing at all alike. <laughs> so, all right. All right, here we go. Um, I think we've covered enough here. We got the last thing we're going to do here. We're going to do this on every podcast. Um, we kind of did it throughout the day, right? But we're going to do a little sports betting 101 because why? I hope that the hardcore gamblers tune in for our great NASCAR picks when the season gets underway, I, I won't lie. The goal of this podcast wasn't for the hardcore gambler. This was more for my friends that are NASCAR fans. Um, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. I don't get to bet on NASCAR. My buddy Chopper does. Um, So between the professor stats and my, um, you know, looking at the stats, we think we can hopefully outpace the books and give you some good picks. That's our goal. But we also want to encourage the fan, put a dollar down, right? Like, like not a lot of money pick for your favorite against your least favorite. I don't care what you do, but get in the sports book. So we're going to do sports betting 101 glossary of terms. So I think the term today, what do you want to do? I think we should do against the spread. Against the spread is a term we're going to talk a lot when we talk matchups. Um, So against the spread is very simple. In a sports game, normally not NASCAR, but in any other sporting game, the spread is the points. Like, for instance, the Super Bowl chopper is one and a half. Is that right? Yep, that's it. So one and a half. So listen very closely. If you take the Eagles at minus one and a half and they win by one point, you have lost your bet. Because they're going to take one and a half points off their total. That is the spread. So against the spread is that team's record over the spread all year long. Because that's really what you care about. Let's use college football. We don't care that Alabama wins every single game. We care when they're 28-point favorites. Can they win by 28 points or more? Really, 29. That is against the spread. How'd I do, Chop?
1: That's it. You got it.
0: Record against the spread. That's going to be it. And each week at the end of the podcast, we're going to get the chopper bet slip. Uh, this week with no racing this weekend, we're gonna use a Super Bowl bet slip, and we're gonna have one (laughs) and one bet only. We're gonna challenge me. Oh, go ahead. What's up? I'll say I'll take that
1: Hamlin uh, over over bet and the
0: wins. Okay, so write that one down. That's a season long, Professor. He got Hamlin over bets. So every time the Hamlin, so here's what we got to do. Every time Hamlin wins a race, we're gonna come on and put a check mark (laughs) in in the chops column. Uh, Super Bowl bets. We got the hammer bet on over. The uh, Na- National Anthem, I'm going to cannonball yep. in with Chopper on that just because if I lose money, it's worth it because he'll never hear d- at the end of it. <laughs> um, and I'm also taking Tails just because I'm being shamed into it by my college-age son. And I'm also taking the no-touchback. Uh, so really, my bets, it's going to be right away. I mean, I don't even have to see. Once the first <laughs> kickoff's done, I can just focus on the uh, commercials and the food and the buffet. So it's going to be a there good go. deal. All right, so it's pretty good. Listen, what's a
1: professor's pick?
0: Hey, I think you're right, Stevie, too, about the kick, the football. Oh, oh, hey, wait, wait, just say, wait, wait, just say it again. Say that whole yeah. thing again. You think the recording? Well? Yeah, are we cutting this? <laughs> Go ahead, Sports Emmy. <laughs> uh, I believe you are correct in saying that that football is not special. Market special like goes to the Hall of Fame, and and ever since they made that rule change, that the the numbers are. In the huge favor of no, no touchback. Oh, boy. That two-star bet just went to three. It's climbing yeah, towards it the four. Sounds floor. like a hammer to me. Oh, boy. You guys ready for this? We're going to do a little promotion. Here we go. Uh, NASCAR, right around the season. Daytona 500, a week and a half away. Uh, I'm not going to Las Vegas. Makes me tear up a little bit for the first race. Chop, you're not going to Vegas, right? The Vegas, professor, no. Vegas on your list? Um, I'm not sure. He's No. Well, listen. If you're a Dirty Mo Media fan looking for a great VIP experience on race day, I tell you what you need to do. You need to go ahead and check out the Dirty Mo Media Ultimate Experience. It's March 5th out at Vegas for the cup race. You go to a suite. You drink their drink. You eat their food. I mean, the free food, free drinks are at least go. included. We'll go with included. You get to hang out with Mike Davis. I'm not sure that's a positive, but definitely the door bumper clear, guys. Uh, and you got to have a whole VIP experience. Grab your ticket at Dirty MoMedia.com forward slash ultimate experience it's for the cup race in vegas march 5th and if the professor's there we're going to force him to come down and say hello and if his eagles lose you can let him know listen it's been a great time uh i appreciate y'all's time it's gonna be good to see who pays off good luck in the super bowl and may all your bets pay off check out dirty mo media on twitter facebook tiktok and instagram